It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, uh, and it's uh, time now for the uh, show, and there's a lot of cool stuff to uh, talk about this week because both um, Ubley and Elmont won their football games. But before we get going, Brady. Yes. Welcome back from Wisconsin. Thank you. Yep, I I made it back from the wedding, and it was – well, real quick, we were supposed to take the train over, and it was supposed to leave at 6 a.m. on Friday. We got a text at 4 in the morning on Friday that it was canceled because there was a derailment in New Buffalo. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. So we had to pack up the car and go. Wow. Eh, it got us home a little quicker, but old Raj had to drive, so shout out to him. Okay. Well, yeah. In Raj, we trust. Yes. All right. Uh, congratulations to the ladies uh, at North Branch. Hit, hit the hit the applause. They are back to back state champs. I know we don't talk a lot about volleyball, but uh, this we have to mention this. Yes, uh, they beat Grand Rapids West Catholic 3-0, 25-8, 25-14, 25-18. All right. I'm going to get all of this stuff wrong because I don't know anything about volleyball. Uh, Adrian. Greshaw mm-hmm. had 33 assists. Yep. Aubrey Dushetsky, 14 kills, which I think you should go to prison for. 19 <laughs> digs. Uh, Alana Dushetsky, 13 digs. Uh, North Branch goes 56-4-1 this uh, season. I'm told that's good. Yeah. Uh, so they beat West Catholic uh, this year. They beat Grand Rapids Christian last year. They're 6-0. and in finals matches the last two years. And I believe after they went five with Marysville, I don't know if they lost another set because I was loosely following it. Here, let me uh, fact check myself after I started talking about it. <laughs> I remember you mentioning to me that they were down They were down to 2-0 Marysville. to Marysville in the regional, and then they went, oh, yeah, we're not <laughs> Losing this. Yeah, we're and, North Branch and we're good. Yes, and then they won their next three. Let me pull it up real quick. You know, and, um, and I, I tip my cap and I – Yeah, they, they won. So after they were down 2-0 to Marysville, they won 15 straight sets. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but I was out there last uh, uh, spring for the uh, softball uh, district. Mm-hmm. And the the guy doing the PA in the booth said, because uh, I'm commenting, you know, all oh, your softball team's yeah. good. They're going to win this district. Right. Um, and, and he's like, you should come back uh, in when the girls play volleyball because they're really good. Yeah. He's, he's like that. Like they're they're really good. And I'm like, well, I know they won the the championship. He says they might win it again and be even better this year. So I don't know what their final. He knew what he was talking total about. Total was last year for uh, their record. But fifty six four and one, and they were basically saying, "Play, we'll play whoever you want us to play," and they do that. So uh, I, we, we don't talk about volleyball because we don't know enough about volleyball. <laughs> but we know winning back to back state titles is impressive. So we have to give the the flowers to the North Branch ladies one more time. One more time. Um, standing ovation. Yes, a well-deserved standing ovation. So, Hope I get to play that uh, next week. Right, so just a little more housekeeping before we get into it. So we're at the end of the fall season, end of football, and basketball starts next week. So we're going to – and hockey has already started. So this show is going to be mostly Elmont and Ubley win their semifinals, take a few segments to talk about that. Last segment, we'll talk a little hockey because it got started. and uh, We've got the mans coming up yes, this week. and that happens this week. Wednesday, I think we're going to do 
boys basketball preview. Just talking hoops. So for Friday, while we record that in the next few days, going to go talk to Coach Sweeney up at Ubley, going to go talk to Coach Lusby, get extended interviews for Friday, and do a state final preview on Friday. So when you're eating your leftover Thanksgiving meal, you can hear from both Coach Lusby and Coach Sweeney, two coaches that are trying to win their school's first state title. All right. So I can join you for the one. Yes. I can't do Friday because I got hockey Friday. Well, we'll air it Friday. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going out there for No, me. we're pre-recording. See, oh, okay. the magic of... Well, if you're going out there before Friday, yeah. then I'm good. Yeah, so we'll have you uh, have all that. And then, yeah, Dennis will have the mans. And on Saturday, I will have the, the uh, state Ubley, finals. Uh, Ubley plays at 10 and Elmont roughly around 4.30. I'd say closer to 5, 5.30. Yeah. Because... The only game that ever starts on time in the it's finals the first one. is the first game. So it'll be a long day down there, but uh, I couldn't ask for a better way to spend my Thanksgiving weekend. All right, so we'll take a break, and we'll get into Elmont's semifinal game first. They were taking on Ovid Elsie. We'll have highlights. We'll have Coach Lusby, and uh, we'll have uh, all the uh, stats, and uh, then we'll dissect, bisect, and talk about what's coming up next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. 
For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Got, got to admit, I'm, I'm in kind of a spunky, uh, upbeat mood uh, well, for a Monday. How can you not be? I mean, we just talked about North Branch, won a state title in volleyball. And Dennis, both our teams in Almont and Ubley had good opponents in the semifinals. And they just kicked ass. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't know what to think of Ovid Elsie. Uh, I was driving over to Grand Blank, and I'm like, well, you know, they were three and four. Now they won five in are a row. Are they a team of destiny? Yeah, w- w- what are they doing right all of a sudden? Then I get to the, the field, and I don't know what it is about white uniforms in football, <laughs> but they make you look bigger. Right. Like, like They always say black is slimming. Yeah, Elmont was, was wearing the all black, and – they they just looked like a, a JV team in size compared to Ovid Elsie, and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe they're just a bunch of big bubbas, and right, and and, and you know, I, I did a little research, and it, it looked like they were a, kind of a two man team in terms mm-hmm. of what they do, at least on offense, with the quarterback and and the running back being their their top players, and that's kind of the way it was. They were kind of a two man <laughs> show. But yeah, Elmont, you were worried for all all until the first play of the game. Well, I'm yeah, yeah but but then you know Ovid Elsie did march right back down the field, and when I was confident was when they couldn't stop Elmont on the second drive. Mm-hmm. Then I'm just like, all right, if if the Raiders can get a stop, and and the game turned on a bad snap that went over the quarterback's head and pinned them deep, and they they got that stop. Um, and, and that kind of turned things around. So what I'll do is we'll play the highlights from the game because Brady hasn't heard the game. I, I, um, so he can hear the game here. And then I caught up with uh, Coach Lusby, who was actually hiding from the crowd in the chaos and just kind of soaking it all in you, in the corner. You were able to, to find him. He probably just, I mean, he's a very humble guy. Well, I, I went down Did you there. Get him to crack a smile. You know, he, he was he was kind of philosophical when we first started. By the end by the end of it, I, I he was because I got him to start talking about his his kids right. and his players, and and so he was uh, he he was uh, very excited. I, I think, and, and why wouldn't you be? But uh, Elmont and over to Elsie, and this is what it sounded like about the Marauders. They are not a small football team. They got some big bubbas, so they have the size advantage. We'll see if they can match Elmont's speed. Out of a straight tee, now they'll put a man in motion. Winkler out of the backfield to the left of the quarterback, Davidowski, who's under center, running on first down. And this is Batani, and he breaks free to the 50, 45, 40. Batani to the 30, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, forget it. 61 yards, Chase Batani on the first play from scrimmage for the Raiders, and they strike first and lead it 6 to nothing. 13 seconds into the game. 
It's going to bring up third down and about three from the five, so they can get a first down without a touchdown. Belil will go wide to the left. Two receivers, Brown and Custer to the right. Frucci the only back out of the shotgun. Tokar pitches back to Frucci again at the five. He makes a nice cut and finds an opening and walks into the end zone for the score. And they're an extra point away from tying it. Frucci on the five-yard touchdown run makes it a 7-6 score with 8.44 to play here in the first. And both offenses have flexed their muscle here early on. Hand off Batani to the five. Batani shakes off three tackles and is into the end zone for a Raider touchdown. A nine-yard run for Chase Batani. It looked like they had him stopped at the seven. Looked like they had him stopped at the five. It looked like they had him stopped at the two, and they never had him stopped at all. 13-7 Elmont with 151 to play here in the first. Fourth down and three at the 25. They've got to get to the 22 for a first down. And they give the ball to Winkler, and he's through everybody and into the end zone for a Raider touchdown. 25 yards, Luke Winkler squeezed through the line, and then there was nobody home as Ovid Elsie was playing the run all the way, and they had everybody up at the line, and once Winkler got through, he just trotted into the end zone for another Elmont score. And with 10.27 to go here in the first half, it's now 20-7 Elmont. Two seconds left on the play clock. They just do get the snap off. They get the kickoff, and it's returnable from the 17. Winkler up across the 20, 25, 30. Winkler down the far sidelines. He's broken free to the 50, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Winkler into the end zone. 87 yards, 83 yards on the punt return for another Elmont score. 83 yards on the punt return. And with 7.28 to go here in the first half, the Raiders have opened up a 27-7 lead. They're looking to throw again and wide open for a touchdown is Michael Bancroft. There was nobody by Bancroft, and we haven't called his name all half in here. With 104 to go, he's wide open on a five-yard touchdown pass, and that's a big score for Ovid Elsie. They cut it to 28-13, and they're going to throw here. Wide open, Bukulski, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it, touchdown Raiders with 11 seconds to go in the half. They get Matt Baholski loose on a 40-yard score. Elmont's got all the answers so far. They take a punch late in this first half, and they deliver a knockout blow right after. First time they've thrown today. And it'll be first and 19. Or second and 19, excuse me. Second down and 19. Tokar with a straight drop this time, throwing over the middle into the end zone. He's got a man, and it's caught for the touchdown by Custer. Over the head of Winkler, and Custer hauls it in. So you came in up 35-14, to 14 and each team basically getting one possession here in the third quarter. This is great for Almont, especially if they punch it in here. From a yard out, Davidowski under center. He'll hand it off, and Chase Batani is into the end zone for a Raiders touchdown. A one-yard run for Batani for his third score of the game. 
And with 1.49 to go here in the third, Elmont is up 41-21. Walton will hold. Bankston is the snapper. Good snap. Good hold. Kick by O'Neill is right down the middle. Sean O'Neill strikes from 18, 28 yards out. And Elmont has a 45-21 lead with 6.13 to go here in the fourth quarter. But now we're down to 19 seconds. They'll stop the clock to move the chains, then set them and wind it. And Ovid Elsie doesn't have to run another play. And uh, based on uh, the way their players are reacting, they're not going to. They're going to let the clock run out. And the final score today in this semifinal in Grand Blank is going to be the Almont Raiders 45, the Ovid Elsie Marauders 21. Elmont's going to the state finals next week at Ford Field, and we'll tell you all about it in just a moment. If you'll be patient, because I want to get to Coach Lusby's thoughts. So this is about 10 minutes after the uh, the game. Uh, all the city of Elmont is on the field right. with the players celebrating. I, I came down from the uh, press box, which is like a mile above the field. It's beautiful. Um, gorgeous. Uh, and their scoreboard is score- – they they were actually playing college football on the scoreboard before the game while the kids were warming up. That's awesome. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I come down, and, and I see uh, Ross Gauthier yeah. standing there, and I'm like, hey, Ross, how you, how you doing? How you feeling? Blah, 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 blah. Where's Coach? And he, he steps aside. He says, he's right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and Coach Lusby was kind of in the corner, just kind of soaking it all in and, mm-hmm. and just kind of – being to himself. So uh, we talked to him for uh, a couple of minutes. All right, with James Lusby after a semifinal victory. Congratulations, Coach. What's going through your head right now? Um, just shocked. You know, at the beginning of the season, I never figured we'd be going back to Ford Field. Uh, coach gets usually there maybe if they're lucky once in a lifetime, and I'm on my way back taking a second team for second time in four years. I'm just so proud of these kids. Uh, I mean, they just work their butts off for me. They, they're so coachable, um, and they just they bond well together, and they work hard. So it was a total team effort, but two guys really stand out uh, today. Uh, it must be nice to have a Chase Batani in your backfield to go for 100 yards and three touchdowns in a big game for you. He's unreal, unreal. Um, you know, he's the hardest worker and in the weight room and on our team. And, I mean, he works hard, and, it, I mean, it comes because he does that. He spends the time in the offseason making his body get ready for that. You know, it's not easy to play two ways on – or both ways on a varsity team. And then two physical, you know, a running back and an outside backer. I mean, it's tough on your body. And, um, you know, it's – you know, with his speed and everything, it's just awesome to be able to hand him the ball and know that he's going to go get positive yards. Well, I mean, 61 yards on the first play for, from scrimmage, and then the better touchdown when you watch it on the replay is the nine-yard run because I think he broke three tackles at least. Well, on that first one, uh, you know, he ran, he was running, and he put his foot in the dirt, came back, and the backside linebacker was unblocked, and he just leveled him and ran right over top of him. And then I was like, all right, he's on a mission, and then he was into the, in the end zone before he even knew it. And then on the goal line, I mean, yeah, he – he, he can sniff that goal line out. When it gets close, his motor just gets going, and he drives his feet, and he gets in there. He's a load to stop, so good thing he's on our team. <laughs> uh, and Luke Winkler went over 100 yards. He had a rushing touchdown. He had an 83-yard punt return for a score, and he had two interceptions in the fourth quarter on top of all of that. 
I don't know when people are going to learn. I would not throw anywhere on his half of the field. Um, no, he's uh, he's the ball's in the air. He's go. He feels it's his every time. Um, and then at you know running the ball. I mean, his line does a great job, and he just uses his speed. And you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but boy, is he elusive. And he's a, he's exciting to watch. Every time his ball's in his hand, I just hold my breath, thinking, well, okay, what's this guy doing next? So. Um, Again, another guy that I'm so glad he's on our team and I don't have to figure out how to stop him. All right, congratulations and good luck against Kingsley next week. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I'm glad he brought up Winkler because Winkler might be the best player we talk the least about. And then we do mention him, but again, you could put him on a majority of teams and he would be the guy that they would build the offense around. Well, uh, here's the thing that we've been saying all along about Elmont. So Johnny Joka had like 140 yards and three touchdowns against Edison the week before. He didn't get a carry in this game until like the third quarter. And and he only got a couple of carries. That I got two takeaways from that. And I'm sure we've mentioned this before on this long journey that Elmont's taken here. One, that tells me that the coaching staff knows what they're doing, and then they can dissect a team and say, okay, this week, A player A, B, and C will work. Oh, but the next week, it's player B, E, and F, and it works. And it also tells me that the kids buy in and get it and understand. They go, hey, it might not be my week in the spotlight, but maybe two weeks down the road, it will be. That, hey, Chase Batani can take a step back after being the dude against Warren Collegiate and go, okay, Johnny's going to get it done against Edison, and so on and so forth. And, and just know that when your number's called, you're going to make a play. I don't think there's a better example of it than Boholsky. It seems like he touches the ball. You can probably count on one hand how many times he touches the ball most games, and it feels like we're talking about him scoring a touchdown most games. Yeah, I, I I think he only had like two touches in this game. He caught the forty yard touchdown he had pass. Two receptions or two rushes, and I believe one uh, reception. Yeah, if I'm looking. Yeah, at they this. only threw the ball. Once yeah, yeah. And they got a forty yard touchdown. There you touch. go. And and it was a great setup too, because there you know there there's about twenty seconds to go in the half. They're at the forty. They line up in the straight T. No mm-hmm. receivers. They've been running it down their throats all game long. And I think he, he wasn't even in the backfield. I think he was lined up like a, as an extra tight end. Right. And that's what they do. They throw a bunch of formations at you, so you get lost with all the eye candy. And then you know, just a simple little play action rollout, and he nobody, nobody. All he had to do was make sure he catches the ball and then turn around and run in the right direction, and it was an easy touchdown. And again, you're asking Chase Davidowski, a guy who I still contend if Coach Lusby wanted to throw it 15 to 20 times a game, he could have success with Chase Davidowski back there. But he he commands the offense, and when they ask him to make a throw, more often than not, he puts it where it needs to be. Because they actually have good receivers. Like Walton is a good receiver. There's another name. Batani can catch the ball. Winkler can catch the ball. Obviously, Bukowski can catch the ball. Um, so the, 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 they're very sound. And then defensively, because I didn't even mention, Chase had, what would you say, 13, 13 tackles? 13 tackles. I mean, Aiden Furkawan had seven. He's a guy that is kind of just does his job. It just punches in, punches out. And we'll say his name once in a while, but he commands that defense. And he was up there in tackles. Boholsky added five tackles as well. 
it's just such a solid team. Like, yes, Chase Batani is probably the closest thing they have to a superstar, but they don't have a Mark Chapman. They don't have a Brendan Kay. They don't have any of these game-breaking players that you know are going to be playing Power 5 college football or going to be playing have a chance to play big time. There's just a lot of really good football players. Yeah, um, Batani, it's fun. He had 15 carries in this game, which is actually a lot for him. Uh, He had 123 yards, three touchdowns. He went over 1,000 yards last week in the Edison uh, game. And and most games he doesn't even get to ten carries. Probably the collegiate game he's is the game where ten, he had the most he's carries. Averaging ten point four carries a game. Yeah, I mean that's that's nothing. And he you get a so if if he's getting a thousand yards, he's averaging over ten yards a carry, basically. I mean that that's just uh, crazy. He now and, has twenty one touchdowns on the year. And and, and to me, they, they probably they have Batani. Winkler could rush for a thousand yards. I think Joker could rush for a thousand yards. I think uh, Pakalski could rush for a thousand yards if they gave him enough uh, carries. Mm-hmm. And maybe Jacob Stewart, who was back in the lineup for them this week uh, too, after uh, missing quite a bit, he missed at least half the season. And. This was a, a. This is just a great win. Obviously, you win a semifinal. If they had to win this game three to two, I wouldn't have cared. Get to Ford Field, uh, because once you get to the semifinals, unless you're playing a Belleville or a De La Salle, you're, you kind of throw everything out and go. All right, let's see what we can do. And Almont has, has been dominating. I their offense has been ridiculous, Dennis. Since they beat Crosslex thirty to twenty. On games played on fields that should have been played on, so not the, the Okemal Heights <laughs> game because that game, I guess, was just a mud pile. So throw that one out. Their worst offensive performance, you know who it was against in the last eight weeks? Clintondale. Yeah, and they, and they, and they pulled the shoot on Clintondale at halftime. Maybe before then, but 42 against Richmond, 47 against Yale, 35 against Clintondale, and then 40 every week since then. This offense is humming, and now you get them inside on turf, and it's warm. Listen, I I know Kingsley's a good football team, Dennis, but this Almont team is a freight train. Well, uh, this is, uh, again, uh, just some numbers. Almont's 12-1. and one. This is their second trip to the finals uh, since 2019. They, they went and lost to Lansing Catholic Central in 2019. Um, first meeting ever against Kingsley. I'm, I'm not, I haven't even looked in the map to see where Kingsley is. Kingsley, it's like I'm, I'm doing the old Michigan thing. It's like up here. It's oh, like okay. south so of Traverse City. Petoskey, Traverse City kind of yeah. thing. Uh, six straight postseasons for Kingsley. They're 11-2 and two this year. They're 58-11 and 11 in that stretch. They won the D6 title in 2005. They beat Monroe St. Mary. Long time. 31 ago. to 21. So, yeah, it's it's been a while, but uh, the, the the school has a little bit of, of, of history. So, Kingsley, Elmont, and uh, that'll be, again, scheduled for 4.30 Saturday. So, start checking the social media about 4.30. Um, honestly, that's when pregame might start because we are going to have an extended pregame. But I, I wouldn't realistically expect kickoff till about five okay um but Kingsley looking at just the last few years they seem like they've been they've obviously been really solid 
But for a long time, it's been they just run into the buzzsaw. Like, you you look last year, they lose in the first round to Kingsford. No, usually a yeah, good usually team. usually pretty good. 2021, they lose to Frankenmuth in the regional. Really good team. Uh, the, in 2020, they had to forfeit in the uh, district final. Shout out COVID. Uh, in 2019, they lost in the semifinals to to uh, one of the Catholic Centrals. It doesn't matter if it was Lansing or Grand Rapids. It was a good team. Yeah. And then 2018, they lose to St. Francis, and that's been their playoff run. And this year, they haven't really faced a – I guess they haven't really faced a buzzsaw. Now, no. I'm not going to discount them at all because they are molly-whopping teams in this playoff run. But I will tell you what, I don't think they played anyone on the same level as Warren Collegiate. No, and uh, the, they probably it, – it's, it's weird because, again, the, the district final was a tougher game for Elma than the regional was. And the semi, really. Yeah. I, I, Ovid Elsie is uh, they're good, but Ovid Elsie would beat Edison. <laughs> well, yeah, but but they wouldn't beat uh, collegiate. Probably not. No, um, but um, it, you know they they beat Reed City in the semifinals, and that's a team that they smoked early in right. the season, uh, and and they really they they weren't uh, challenged, and and I didn't see too many games there where they were, so. Um, Again, I, the I, only data point we can really go on is they also lost to Ogemaw Heights 35-12. But it's hard to use that because, as I just said, the field was terrible. Who knows? Maybe if the field's good, Ogemaw Heights plays better. Well, Ogemaw Heights is sitting there scratching their heads going, we beat both these teams. Right? <laughs> what are we doing out on the golf course? Well, <laughs> D5 is, D5, I will say, is tougher than D6 this year. <laughs> yeah. I think that is... A, a very a fair, fair statement, statement, but who cares? They don't. They don't put. They don't grade how tough the road is on the banner. Go out and do it. So Almont, looking to be the first BWAC team to ever win a state title. In fact, they're the only BWAC team that has played. We've gotten to a lot of semifinals. Richmond got to a semifinal, I think, in 03. I think Misco was on that team. Um, then you had uh, Cross Lex has made a semifinal. That was what 07, I believe. Almont made it, um, uh, has made what, like three or four semifinals now. Yeah. Algonax made it. Uh, who else are we? Well, KPAC made it when they were in the BWAC in yep. like 04. Uh, who else am I missing? I feel like there was a one other one I'm forgetting. Because Yale hasn't, Armada hasn't. Maybe that's it. But still, five different BWAC teams that have. Yeah, North Branch would have been the only other. Yeah, they lost team in the quarterfinals. The, yeah, they, they got to the regional. Final against Country Day. But it was a year that there were three yeah. games in the district, so, so they played enough games for it to be a semifinal, but it wasn't. <laughs> anyway, point being, a lot of BWAC teams have made runs, but only Almont has ever broken through and gotten to Ford Field, and now they're looking to become only the, the first BWAC team to have won a football state title. And, I, I, again, I, I think it's uh, doable and uh, we'll find out more and, and we'll research more into right. uh, to Kingsley as the, well, and the week what? goes on. Of 11-man state championships, we have Marysville, we have Marine City, and if you want to throw in Harbor Beach. Uh, Harbor Beach did win D8, yes. I knew I was forgetting one. So they're only looking to become the fourth area team to win an 11-man state football title. 
And, and uh, like we've been saying all along, Kingsley's probably really good, but Almont's really good. And, you know, uh, uh, are we going to look back at that collegiate game and go, that was the state championship game? Or is Kingsley going to come in and prove to us that there's other. See, I, I never, I was never bold enough to say that outright before. But I, you kind of felt that the winner of that game was the favorite to win a state title. But with three games left, you never know. You just you don't know if that's how that's going to go. But you felt like that was going to be – they were one and two in the state for a reason. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else here on uh, Elmont before we take a break and start talking ugly? No, big congratulations again. Uh, sometime this week, me and Dennis will head out. We'll have a little extended interview with Coach Lusby, and uh, that'll be on Friday. So for the Elmont football fans, you won't have anything Wednesday. That will be all boys hoop because we're going to get done with football and then, like three days later, we're gonna yeah. have basketball games to cover. I'm, I'm uh, the 28th is our first basketball games. Yeah, so we we need to get a preview out. That will be Wednesday. St- well, it'll be all state finals on Friday. It'll be the Ubley and Almont special. And speaking of Ubley, we have to talk about them because they kicked ass this weekend too. Yes, they did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Match King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. 
please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, the Ubly Bearcats do it again. Uh, they beat Beale City 24-6. to They finally get the Beale City monkey off their back, uh, having lost two close games to them in the uh, past in the uh, postseason uh, and I and okay, Seth Maher scored on a 36-yard touchdown run to open the scoring in this game, and then it was the Brett Mueller show. After that, he scored the next 18 points for uh, Ubley, including a 54-yard field goal. So he caught two touchdown passes: a 35-yard pass and a 20-yard pass from Evan Peruski. Uh, kicked uh, three extra points and kicked a 54-yard uh, field goal uh, to score 18 of the 24 points. Yeah, that and the game was not as close as it the score says it was. Here, here. So Mike Gallagher broke this down for us. So shout out him. Uh, Beale City had three first downs in this game. Three first downs. Beale City had the ball for eleven minutes and thirty three seconds of a forty eight minute football game. That means Upley had it for over thirty six minutes. Basically, they had it for three quarters. Yes, almost exactly. Ubley ran almost three times as many plays as Beale City. 61 to 23. Ubley, seven fourth downs, seven for seven. They it wasn't it wasn't a quick death for Beale City, but Ubley was in control of this game the whole time. And, yeah, because this is probably the closest game they've played all year, but it really wasn't close. No, it wasn't. I mean, okay, Beale City's defense did a decent job keeping keeping Ubley uh, in check. I mean, 24 points, that's a very winnable uh, defensive performance. But the offense, it probably felt like that 18-point lead was an 80-point lead for Ubley. Like one of those games where you go, okay, they couldn't break one, but they're not breaking two or three. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> this is uh, this the, this stat just blows my mind. So in the last two seasons, Ubley is twenty six and one, and Brady they're the underdog going into the finals. Well, because the team they're I was playing, when you give some context. The team they're playing is twenty-seven on a twenty-seven game win streak. Well, they're twenty-seven and before, 0 the last two years. Before we talk <laughs> about Whiteford, let's just take a minute and sit back and look at the last four years of Ubley. So we started get stuck on sports. Our first season was twenty twenty. Ubley started off one and two that year, and you're going, all right, Ubley, eh, they're they're on a little bit of a downswing. They would win their next eight games before losing in the state finals to Centerville. They would come back the next year, 
go all the way to the semifinals before losing to Beale City. Then in 2022, last year, they were undefeated going into the state finals, lost to Ottawa Lake Whiteford. And this year, they're undefeated going into the finals before they play Ottawa Lake Whiteford. Uh, and Evan Peruski has been the common denominator in uh, all four years. He started as a freshman. This is the third time in four years he's gotten them to the finals, and his worst season was a five-point loss in a semifinal game. He has won 47 football games as the quarterback. They're 38-2 and two in their last 40 games. And they're the underdog because what Ottawa, Ottawa Lake Whiteford has done what what uh, Ubley has done just in the southern part of the state. Yeah. Do you know what Ubley's record is to the last nine straight years that they've been in the playoffs? They're 91-18. and 18. Some would say that is good. You know what Whiteford's done the last 12 years? 120-24. and 24. So two good programs. Yeah. Uh, they, they've won the they, – they lost the final – to Muskegon Catholic Central in 16. They beat Nouvelle in the finals in 17. And then they struggled to get back to the finals until 22. And that's, they beat Ubley last year, 26-20. So they're 2-1 and one in the finals. Ubley's 0-3 in the, the finals. But um, I, I just got a feel about Ubley. I know I've had a feel about Ubley for about 20 years but th- now. This but- is going to be just a bar brawl. These are two teams that know each other. You're not going to have any surprises. You know what the other side wants to do. And I think this the be- this could be the best game of the state finals in the first game of the weekend. Yeah. It was one of the better ones last year. It was really good. Nubbly got off to a slow start. And we've talked about this before when you play in big venues. I don't think either side is going to get lost in the lights and the pageantry and the moment. I think it's going to be a, a just a good old-fashioned physical football game. And I think uh, if Ubley can even come close to repeating the kind of effort they had against Beale City, um, they, they really have a great chance. I, I think Ubley has a great chance anyways. Um, but, again, just because I'm, I'm going to give Whiteford their due because they won it last year. And they're on a 27-game win streak. So I'm going to say Ubley's the underdog, but do I really feel that way? No. Like, okay, Ubley's the underdog, but it's 52-48. Like, yeah, Ubley, because Whiteford won last year, I think you give the very slight edge to Whiteford. But I expect this just to be a hell of a football game. So that being said, like, what are you thinking here? Like, is this last team with the ball wins? Is this I have, the one team that can get a point wins? I think I this, mean, this game, to, well, well, we'll talk about it more on Friday, but it just screams like whichever team gets the bounce. And Coach Lusby talked to me about it all the way before the collegiate game. It was, make a run. Sometimes you need a bounce or two. And I think whoever wins is going to get a bounce or two. Hey, maybe that a fumble uh, goes out of bounds instead of being able to recover it. Maybe a big moment like that. Maybe a dropped interception. Maybe a big special teams play. And we know he's got a hell of a kicker in Mueller. No, he's pretty darn good. I, I, this game just seems just 
two titans battling it out. Yeah, it looks to me like Whiteford's big game, like like for uh, Elmont, it was collegiate. Yeah. For Whiteford, it was Hudson. Yes. Once they got past Hudson, I mean, the last two weeks have been a joke. Yeah, absolutely. And it was kind of the same way last year. Remember, we did we had the stat. It was like only fourteen teams had ever won a state title, gone undefeated, won a state title, and won every game by double digits. And both sides had a chance to do that last year. Uh, I was that the case again this year. It, it, it Ubley could do it again. They haven't had a a single digit game, so they can do that again. And uh, White week one for yeah, Whiteford too. They, or they, three, won, they won by uh, just, uh, yeah, seven, seven points, and then they won by five points to a team from out of state. Right. <laughs> but anyway, all this to say, yeah, I, I like Ubley, but Ubley's our team. Ubley's the team I'm going there hoping I can go down after and, and give Coach Sweeney a high five and say, you did it, you finally got it. Yeah, uh, I just, again, so many – Different guys, so many different parts from week to week. We talk about somebody different. Mueller's had a, a great year. Uh, Peruski is Peruski. There's a younger Peruski uh, on the team this year who is great. Maurer has been running wild. He had another touchdown in the, the semifinals on a 36-yard uh, run. So, uh, again, it's not one guy that you focus on because the minute you take your eye off of somebody else, you know, that person hurts you. And then because they score so much and they do so much on that side of the ball, you forget that hardly anybody scores on them. Right. They don't give up anything at all. Yeah, 130 points through 13 games. They're giving up exactly 10 points a game, which is up from last year. Yeah. I mean, the, the they, they just stifle teams. And they face teams. Harbor Beach has got an offense. Marlette has got an offense. Beale City. Beale City. Ithaca. I mean, it, it's not like every week they're playing somebody who's easy to shut out or, or easy to beat. They've got like one or two soft games on their schedule. That's it. Everybody else they, they played make this it look year. Like a lot more. Yeah, everybody else they played this year, though, was a playoff team. So Ubley gets us started on Saturday, 10 a.m. That one will be a 10 a.m. kick. Depending on how long we talk with Coach Sweeney, who, by the way, was awesome last year when we got to when I got to go up and talk to him. Uh, very inviting for a team that is kind of on the outer ring of our coverage, but was is very gracious. Hopefully we have a nice conversation again. Depending on how long that is, I'll have to set up the pregame. But I'd expect the pregame no later than 9.30. It might be closer to 9.15, depending on how long our talk is. All right. Sounds like sounds like a good week. It does sound like a fun week. And, Dennis, I think you're just excited because you know you, you have Thanksgiving coming up and you're going to get some good food. Well, that depends because I think I'm cooking dinner Ooh. this year. All right, maybe not. <laughs> You're calling Cracker Barrel or Bob Evans. No, I'll, I'll actually cook. All right. I'll actually cook. I know you, you've you told the story about how you had to do it in, in an apartment in Cairo. Uh, yes, and, and that was actually one of the better Thanksgiving meals yeah. that I've ever had. You were on a phone with, what, somebody's mother getting yeah. instructions? Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was me and uh, Dave Herbst, uh, old Herbie. 
and uh, he he wanted to put up the good spread because his girlfriend was coming in for for Thanksgiving and and all of that. Uh, and uh, we actually started the day before. We had so many dishes, pots, and pans when we were done. We washed them in the bathtub. <laughs> it's a true story. Just to true get it story. all over with. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it it was good. It was good. It was a big turkey. We ate, we ate turkey for like a month afterwards. All right. Uh, so that's all the football. We have hockey to talk about because we've got we we got it started and. Well, it wasn't a terrible start for some of our area teams. No, um, the, it, it was uh, interesting. Uh, Northern uh, won big in, in their game. Uh, Marysville w- was tough in their uh, opener. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about all that. And the Larry Manns uh, is coming up uh, Friday and uh, Saturday at uh, McMorrin. So, uh, yeah, uh, officially the winter sports season has arrived. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We will beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, it, it, hockey season is upon us. Actually, uh, the, uh, the the score started rolling in uh, early in the uh, week last uh, week. Um, going back to the – what day was the 14th? That, that 14th, would have been early that would have week. been six days ago, so last yeah, Tuesday. Last Tuesday, uh, Anchor Bay opened the season with a 6-3 win over St. Clair Shores Unified. Then the very next night, the 15th, uh, that would be Wednesday. Northern pounded Gross Point North twelve to one to open the uh, the season. A lot of familiar names, Brady, but a couple of new names uh, too, which is encouraging. So uh, Kyron Bruno had four goals and two assists in the uh, the win. That, that's a name that we've known from the last couple of uh, years. Dominic Vitali, that's a new one for me. Three goals and an assist. Will Albert had three goals. He's a returning player. Bryson Smith. So a hat trick of hat tricks. Yeah, Bryson Smith with two goals and an assist. And a new name was Lucas Birch, who had three assists uh, in the uh, the win. And uh, uh, Nolan uh, Bumgarner was in uh, goal and only had to face five shots in the win. Uh, But the Huskies were all over. And again, that's two periods of work. Yeah, so I'm not going to... That doesn't mean that Northern's going to be a great team this year because I don't know what they're going to be, but I like that I saw some new names, and it doesn't hurt to win 12-1. to No, one. well, I like that, yeah, because Gross Point North has been down. But, but been- last year, Northern struggled with them, and this time they went in and just stepped on their throat. Now, there's a possibility that in a month and a half we go, oh, Gross Point North is bad, bad, and Northern just beat a really bad team, but... Again, I'm not going to, after one game of not knowing what Northern's going to be this year, go, oh, you you won 12-1, to 1. I don't care. Like, no, that's a nice win to get your, your season started. And, again, it doesn't hurt to win by 11 goals in your opener. No, not at all. Then uh, on uh, Friday, uh, PH Unified opened with a 7 nothing loss to Oxford. Romeo blanked Anchor Bay 3-0. Thumb Legion in overtime beats Troy Unified 4-3. Peyton Bowerman had a couple of goals in that one. Chase Talaski a goal and two assists. Matt Schmidt had a goal and an assist. And uh, Lauren Eager with 35 saves 
in the uh, the win. She made 37 saves the next day, but Legion lost two to one. The state calls them Gerber. I think they're called Bay Area. Yeah, it's like Bay Area or Tri City. It, it's the hockey one's hard the, to tell because the state calls them Legion Sandusky. Right. So, uh, but uh, Eli uh, Odell had the uh, goal for Legion in that one. Anchor base score. Real quick with Thumb Legion. I like that I see a lot of names because you're always worried when you lose a go-to player that who's going to pick it up. Well, apparently there are multiple options to score for them. Yeah, well, and, and you know, uh, Talaski is a guy that's been playing there the last couple of years. Bowerman was, was a new name. I, I don't remember that. I remember Bowerman playing football hmm. at Deckerville and scoring like seven touchdowns in the first quarter, but it's not the same kid. Um, Anchor Bay was down 4-1 to Utica going into the third period and scored five and won it 6-4. to four. So that was a big comeback win for them. Uh, Davison beat PH 8 to nothing, uh, But this is the one that I wanted to, to spend a little time and talk about. Marysville played Gross Point South, who, who's normally a pretty solid program. There's a name we won't mention who coached there. And he used to complain all the time that they he would have won state titles if he got to play in a different district. Right. Um, uh, three to two, Gross Point South holds off Marysville. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to this. Zaviero Polowitz scored his first career goal. Um, Brody Tuffin also had a goal for the uh, Vikings. Ryan Wynn, first career start, 34 saves. And that's a good sign because... Mcckinney has been their goalie for four years. Right. And we're like, who's going to play goal so for Marysville what I like, now? Obviously, you're playing a good team tough, or what we assume is a good team. But also, yeah, you're breaking in a new goalie, and you only give up three goals in the first first game. Again, we're one game in. I think you'll have at least a little more clarity by the end of the Larry Manns, but not a terrible start for our area teams. No. Uh, Marysville and Thumb Legion will be the first game on Friday. It's a 1 o'clock uh, puck drop. Uh, and then the uh, second game will be Northern against PH Unified. And then you know how it, it rolls. We'll have the consolation game on uh, Saturday at 1. And the championship game uh, is Saturday at uh, roughly 3. It'll be a little later than that probably. But it works out perfectly. Wor- you can go from ugly football to Larry Manns for two games back to football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it'll it'll be a, a full uh, day. Uh, and this will be the, the first time uh, that we say Northern's not the defending champs. Right. Because since it became the Larry Manns uh, tournament, Northern had won every single year until last year when Marysville mm-hmm. beat them. Uh, and so you you know those two teams want to face each other again in the uh, finals. It's been the last two years. Marysville thought they had the team to beat them two years ago, right. and they got shut out for nothing in that mm-hmm. game. And then uh, last year uh, was a great game. I think it was five to three. But don't look don't look past Thumb Legion. I mean, they played a couple of close games, and they've played Marysville tough in the past. And uh, and I I I do like their goaltending, and uh, yeah, w- without Letner there. They've got to be more spread out, more balanced this year, and and I think they do have some other players who are pretty good. And we we were talking about this, I think, last week where we just said we're we're not really sure what to expect from hockey this year because there were a lot of good players that have graduated. Got to see what every team is. 
this year, and, I, and I'm excited that they have the Larry Mans early that you get to see in person all four of these teams. Well, the, the other part of, about this is, like, especially with Northern and with Marysville, um, Marysville was a little older last year, so they're going to be a younger team right. this year. Now, they're not they, – they bring back some guys that have played significant minutes, but they're going to be asked to step into a bigger role. Uh, and, and Northern was pretty young last year, so they got a lot of the core is back. Right. This year. And, and, and this is kind of a show me year for some of these kids. And for Northern, how much does it help that you're now in the second year of a coach? Because they were kind of, it was, yeah. kind of, them and Marysville have been kind of a revolving door at coach recently. And just having uh, Louis Nowakowski out there for a second year, that's got to be so much easier to have a coach that is familiar with the kids, the kids are familiar with him, and know what they expect. Yeah, um, that's that's a big help. Um, and again, like I say, they've they've got a roster where some kids have been there for a, a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and and I know that that these are good players, and you, you kind of look up and down and and go, okay, what am I going to see this year from a Matt Graham? What is Silas Clink going to do? This year, I thought Tanner Scotcher really started to step it up the second half of last season for them. Has Hunter Christopher grown uh, some? Because you can see he's got talent, but he was undersized last year, especially for the MIHL. So if he's grown into his body a little more, Tim Monahan is back this year. So they've got some pieces. And of course, we already mentioned uh, Bruno and Smith. And now they've got a couple of, of new names. Hey, Will Albert w- was was a guy that, you know, he played last year, but he wasn't a big goal scorer. And he opens this season with a hat trick. So that tells you that maybe he's ready to make the, the step and be a big time contributor. Right. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll have hockey all year um, as we normally do. That'll be Dennis's little forte. We like sending him to McMorrin. I like it. It's, yeah. it's the only hockey I get to do anymore. Yeah. So he'll be doing most of that. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to see what hockey's going to be this year. I think you'll have a really fun Larry Manns. Yeah, I, I do too. And you're going to obviously have a fun day at the uh, the finals. I just feel bad for hockey because they start while football's still like lingering on. So we kind of have to play catch up with them where at least for boys basketball, it'll be a quick turnaround, but their first game doesn't tip until after our football season's over. No, but if you're like uh, the the basketball coach at Elmont, you're going, eh, am I going to have all my guys? <laughs> right. <laughs> They're supposed to. They're, they're. I think they're playing a scrimmage on Saturday yeah. while the finals are going on. Like right before, it's like an early morning one. So um, the twenty eighth, by the way, we'll have uh, our first uh, two boys basketball. The boys are starting first this year, and the girls will get going in December. Last year it was the other way around. So again, just to repeat the housekeeping, Wednesday all boys hoops, unless there's something we have to address. All boys hoops and. In the meantime, we're going to get ready for Friday's show. We're going to go see Coach Sweeney, go see Coach Loosby, and see what more we can dig up on Kingsley and Whiteford and talk about that. Kingsley runs the T, too, by the way. Oh, ooh, good. Three passes are going to be thrown in that game. <laughs> and then next Monday, we're obviously going to be talking about the finals, um, and maybe we'll talk about – we'll probably slip in the mans a little bit. 
and maybe just very briefly mention the boys basketball getting started. So sorry, hoop fans, you're gonna we're gonna have to be a little bit of catch up. And then next Wednesday, that'll probably be when we do a girls basketball preview, yeah. and we'll probably have to at least mention the first the first day of games there. But uh, for you basketball fans, uh, you boys basketball fans, our first three games. You'll get to see St. Clair, Croslex, Marysville, and Northern, so we take care of you. Yes. Once we get going, <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun. Just might take a week longer than normal because football, Almont and Ubley are too good at football. Yeah, yes, they are. And uh, I'm not complaining. No. So, all right, anything else, Dennis, or nope, are we just ready the, This to... is for uh, the North Branch ladies and for uh, Ubley and Almont football going to the finals. <laughs> all right. Huzzah, huzzah. And, and, and one for Brady. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, now hit a different button. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.